Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and Game Master, AJ. Uh, we hope you all had a great holiday season. Uh, this is our first episode of 2019, and we're really looking forward to making the podcast something really special for you guys this year. Uh, today's episode is the conclusion of the Dungeons & Dragons story arc that we've been running for the past five episodes. I uh, hope you've all been enjoying it as much as we enjoy playing and recording it. Uh, it's going to be some time before we hear from these characters again, um, but rest assured that prompts Enerve and Bork will be back later on in the year for the continuation of their story. In the meantime, I'm super excited for you all to hear our very first outing playing Call of Cthulhu 7th edition uh, starting next episode. Uh, we've had a lot of fun playing the game and it's been a, a really interesting kind of change of flavour for us. Uh, I can now announce uh, who our players are going to be for that. Uh, it's going to be Eden, who you'll all uh, know as Prons from our D&D um, sessions. Uh, Mark A, who listeners will remember played Klein in our Star Wars storyline, Tempest Squadron, back in the summer. And Amy, who provided a few voices in the Star Wars story and who I've been playing alongside as part of two separate series over on the Penance RPG podcast. Uh, so stay tuned for that, starting next time with episode 42. Also, and we're super excited for this, uh, after episode 42 goes live, uh, we're going to begin to release bonus episodes on the weeks in between our main game episodes. Uh, we've been on a bi-weekly schedule since we launched, and it's going to be really fun to go to a weekly one. Uh, the bonus episodes are going to be a mixture of interviews with other people in the RPG community, uh, some one-shot games, and some world-building episodes where myself and another member of our cast uh, are going to sit down and flesh out the sort of the homebrew world that we play our D&D games in. Uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing this with all of you, so hopefully you'll stick around for it. Alright then, so on to today's episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to the rest of this story arc, I'd really recommend going back to episode 36 and starting there. Uh, with this episode being the finale of the storyline, it's going to be a big help so you know what's going on. Uh, either way though, uh, let's briefly recap what got us to this point. Uh, pursuing the cult of the Bleeding Eye, uh, Enerve, Bork and Prontz travelled to the village of Wildmeadow, uh, south of the local capital of Lorana. Uh, on the way, they met a young apprentice wizard named Elise, who had been instructed by her master uh, to meet three people matching their description at that very spot. Uh, the four of them uh, approached the village, uh, which from a distance appeared to be emitting a strange glow, and quickly found that there was some kind of time distortion field enveloping the whole area. Time seemed to be moving slower the closer to the centre of the village they got. As they entered a small plot of land on the outskirts of the village, uh, with a few houses nearby, the ground around them began to rumble and a huge frightening insectoid creature burst out in front of them. Uh, a battle ensued uh, with the group eventually having to defeat a second creature which joined the first. Uh, that's pretty much where we left off, so without any further ado, let's begin today's episode. Enjoy. Okay, so uh, the four of you kind of troop into one of the, the nearby buildings to sort of have a bit of a sit down and just get get some shelter. Um, obviously, uh, Prance and uh, Elisa are a bit more battered up by the uh, the battle than, than you two are. So while they're sitting and sort of having a, a bit of a breather, are the two of you going to be exploring at all? Or I, I, think we, I think we should all stick together. Yeah? I think I'm keeping watch out the windows. Is there anything interesting in the house? Like, are there people in here? There's no sign of anybody at all. Okay. Um, the house inside looks very, very old. It's quite a lot of dust. Okay. Um, certain things on the walls seem to be rotting away, like fabrics and things. Okay. Uh, Elise, is this village meant to be inhabited? Yeah, I mean, there's there's meant to be a few couple hundred people living here. That's really strange. I wonder where they went. Hmm. Is it worth going upstairs and checking the bedroom? Can have a look Bodies. around if you like. Yeah, that's yeah. out of character. I'm not saying that. It's not her yeah. game. Yeah, go have a look. Yeah, look if you want. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fucking see yourself. Not my house. I'm heavily injured. Just leave me be. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just let me heal. 
okay well uh, Bronson and Elise you are healing up uh, you've got the window and everything yeah. so I'll, I'll do a quick scout upstairs yeah, just, I don't want to get in trouble I just want to quickly have a look yeah yeah. so two of you wander upstairs she casts prestidigitation on herself again to clean off the the gunk from that so again Pron stared at this <laughs> <Cool>. in wonder <laughs> Uh, you see the the slice on her robe where she was hit with the pincers sort of knit itself back together as well. This nice. I feel like this is a learning moment for Bronze. <laughs> Maybe Bronze could learn how to press the digitation correctly. And it's uh, the, her robe is again kind of pristine and quite new looking. No. Uh, while these guys are going upstairs, Bronze is going to lean in and ask her to teach him how to do this. Uh, you don't know. You can cast spells and you can't do press the digitation. Well, I I can do it, but not quite like I've. And he just makes a purple puff come out of his hands. He's like, this this is kind of the limit of what I do. Okay, well, this is okay. It's a bit unorthodox, not knowing how to do this. But just concentrate on the dirt and where you would make the smoke. Just remove the dirt. He holds his hand over a part of the robe that's particularly dirty and goes bang. <laughs> is the dirt gone? The dirt moves. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Bang is the... Get out! <laughs> did, he ki- did he kill himself by accident? <laughs> Hi, my name's Prance. I'm here to show you prestidigitation. <laughs> Bang! And the dirt is gone. The dirt moves. It's your first try. <laughs> it just moves further along the road. It leaves a bit of a cleaner spot, but... as she kind of... Sort of... Well, keep practising. Oh, I certainly will. Bang, 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 bang. And he's, and he's doing this all over his robe. <laughs> oh. Eventually it ends up clean, but there's a lot of kind of like, whoop, it's like you're dusting yourself rather than just removing the dirt uh, to begin with. I was with. kind of liking the idea that I might end up with one spot of the robe that is just ridiculously filthy, and all of the dirt has been moved to that bit. <laughs> yeah, there's like, right, kind of... <laughs> right on the crotch, it's really dirty. <laughs> Because that's the one area that you're a little bit hesitant to go bang at. <laughs> so the rest of it moving around just kind of collects a bit and at least sort of just sort of averts her eyes a little bit and kind of turns and just looks towards the window. Here we go, much better. As you, sta- you, much. you stand there basically crotch chopping. Like <laughs> Wonderful. So from downstairs you guys can hear bang, 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 bang. As you, as you make your way up, you're staying down there. I, I'm, I'm downstairs. Oh, you're down there. Okay, yeah. so you're you're watching. You're tra- well. I was gonna say, are you watching or are you just looking out? I the think window? I'm just looking out the window, just like yeah. So behind you, you can hear this all going on, and um, make of that what you will. <laughs> and if it is, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, Bork, then. So you are. You make your way upstairs. Yep. Again, just like the downstairs, this this area is very kind of dusty. The curtains on the window are all sort of rotting away, and um, there's a lot of kind of mess and that just general kind of debris all around. Mm. And um, as you step into the bedroom, you can see on the bed what looks to be the remains of two skeletons. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Uh, I'll walk in cautiously, just a few steps into the room. Okay. And then a bit of perception checking for the okay. in- overall are you room. Just, the are you investigating the skeletons themselves, or are you? Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What are you looking for in particular? Um. Signs of a kind of. Obviously, there's something's going on here. So to say signs of like how long they've been there is a bit of a tricky one. But maybe things like uh, the pictures on the yeah, side. Do they seem suggest, old? And, yeah, yeah okay. the time that they were around was. If this is somehow trapped in some okay, time yeah. thingy, I don't know. Make an investigation check. Zero uh, crap balls. <laughs> Why do I do these things on my own? Um, six, six. Just you can't really tell. They just—they look old. No. That's all you can say. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sign of any like remaining flesh or anything. No, dried yeah. out skeletons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No sign of any clothes on them either. 
or sheets on the bed at all. So they're literally just two bodies laying on top of the bed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I can't roll again, so I'll just head back downstairs. Okay. Knowledge and yeah. let them know. So yeah, you head back downstairs yes. and see Prunt's there, just sort of attacking his robe <laughs> in different ways and crotch chopping. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. No, Thay. Yes, Borg. I kind of point the prompts initially, like as a suggestive, like what's going on. I just and then I, yeah, just like forget it. Um, arms to the sky. Um, so. A dab of desperation. <laughs> um, so I, I went upstairs. From what I could see, there was not a lot, but um, there were two bodies up on the bed. Um, they look like they've been there a while. They are just skeletons. Weirdly, there are no clothes on the bodies and they are just like laid out as if they, there was no sign of struggle. They're literally laying there on the bed. And I would predict that that's probably the same in every place in this house, in every house in this little village is my guess. I would explain why there's no people. Yeah, they're all dead. So time, is just different so they aged basically I wonder how long this has been going on for who knows the, the time thingy here I don't know the magic bit but this might have been happening for a long time this might have only happened last week are you two right. are you two ready to to start moving back towards the centre uh, Prunce kind of steps up like because he's been sat on his sat down banging his clothes he gets up and looks at you and says so it does like a little dust down and goes, I'm, I've done banging, so let's go. You guys, you guys don't want your clothes banged, do you? No, I'm good. Um, okay, thank you. Not even a sock. Before we move on, Elise, I'd just like to thank you. I've, I've never banged like this before, and it's going to be very useful. Please. Please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> In that short time I was upstairs, you taught Prance to bang. Yes, just like this. <laughs> bang! And he does a big one on his crotch where the dirt is. <laughs> what happens to the dirt? Uh, it doesn't disappear. There's a big cloud of just... It's like somebody's opened a, opened a hoover bag. Slight <laughs> <laughs> like dust spillage. See? Banging! Okay. It's... <sighs> Nobody calls it banging. In fact, he doesn't need to say it out loud when he... When he... Well, Barry over here will probably will start calling it that, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Prunt the last Anyway. <laughs> hi, hi, Barry Prunt. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll find out. Prunt Scott. I'm wondering how many people are going to get the right. <laughs> hey. Probably just us. That's my style of comedy, one person. <laughs> That one's for you, person that knows bad infomercials. For you UK TV viewers. One chuckle's good enough. Yeah. I'm done banging. Let's move on. Uh, uh, okay. Um, nice banging. Um, Elise, are you ready? <laughs> I'm not happy about this banging joke. <laughs> it's done now. It's done. It's done. It's done. It keeps, Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Are you okay, Elise? Uh, I'll be fine. It's, it's all right. Thank you. Are you ready to move? Yeah, let's, uh, let's keep going. Keep moving to the centre and everything? Yeah. Let's keep going then. Okay. So you, you continue onwards um, towards the centre of town and there's... You, do, you don't see any sign of any more of these kind of insect creatures at all. But you, you make it to the bridge which head crosses right into the, uh, the sort of central town square and you get your first good look at the center of town. Looking above, you can see this is definitely like there's collecting, you know, the, the sky from here is fully light. And not like light sky, like bright white light. Um, explaining the kind of glow. In the center of the square, it's quite, still quite some distance off, but you can see a group of figures sort of all frozen in place. And right in the center, it's it's a sort of bright, it's sort of like a emerald kind of sparkly light. You can't make out what it's coming from at this distance. 
they all seem to be frozen completely in place. Well, it looks like that's the epicenter of all of this. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, they look like they're worse off than we are. I don't know if time's moving at that point. If it is, it's not moving quickly. I'm more worried that we're going to get to them and then we'll be stuck as well. It's a fair point, my friend. Have we got any way of moving anything from there to us without actually going there? I should have picked up some rope from my cousin. <coughs> he had some good deals for you. He had some good deals. He could have made a little lasso. Time would still have affected the rope, though, so... That it would have eventually gotten true. there, I guess. Well, no, it depends <laughs> on what time's frozen or... Mm, whether it's completely stilled. Um, I'm going to fire an arrow over the heads of the people. Sure. It doesn't even get to them before it sticks in midair. Is it, this is a, I assume this is a significantly different effect to what it's, it was previously. It seems similar, but it seems the closer you're getting, the more severe it is. Okay. What do you think? Elise? She's sort of staring into the, um, into the group of figures. They're, they're quite a distance away. They're about 200, 300 odd feet away. Cause How you, far away did the arrow stop? Um, about 100 feet from you, so about 200 feet from the centre. It sort of it slowed down quite quickly and to well to, again from your point of view to like a crawl a complete crawl before coming to like almost a complete mm. stop. Um, Elise is staring into the the center. She's sort of squinting and she says, "I th- I think that central figure is my master." Well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and the way that the people are arranged around the central figure is this mm. like they look like they're worshiping or do they look like they're sacrificing? Make a perception check. Or stealing from. Uh, that's 17. Type. 17. Neither. Okay. It almost looks like... Like a, like a frozen action scene, if you know what I mean. Okay. One of them has clearly been blown backwards and is in midair, kind of like... As if he's just been pulled backwards by a stunt team. I don't know whether... You know, the, he's been... Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been Something has blown him backwards. He's in midair. He, you know, if he was had motion, you could easily imagine him flying backwards. One of them is kind of dead on the floor, sort of with, sort of, like, well, not or, or not quite yet on the floor, but has clearly been hit by something and is in the process of falling down dead. Um, it's then that you realise as well that a lot of these figures are wearing the crimson robes of the cult that you've followed. One of them has his hat. The 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 second closest one to the centre, if you were to believe Elise that the, cent- the closest one is her master, seems to have his hand raised as it's supposed that you've yourself performed a, quite a lot as if you've just released a spell. And the central figure, uh, which Elise thinks might be her master, seems to be almost kind of like kind of falling, unconscious and falling backwards. Okay. It, it seems that time stopped in the mid-battle, or some kind of altercation is taking place. If you look closely, there's a few gentlemen flying through the air. I've, I've no notion of why, what... Did, did your master have any altercations with these, uh, these robed cultists that we're after? No, this is the, this is the first I've, uh, I've seen of these. My master had his secrets. He was on the High Council. Hmm. See, well, with no notion of the magic at work here, and personally no ability to dispel such things, I'm not quite sure what to make of this. Anyway, can I get a perception check from you? Twelve. Twelve total? Yes, unfortunately. Okay, okay so you can, now that Prontz has point, pointed these things out, you, you've sort of been able to kind of figure what the the kind of epicenter is you guess it's based around very close to her master and as you focus you can see this sort of flickering green light you can almost make out an object sort of in midair that seems to be the source of the flickering green light I think it's another relic Hmm. relic you say (laughs) 
I don't like the horny. I don't like the horny prawns noise either. Hey, it's good. <laughs> you know what can I tell you? You roused, roused his spirits. <laughs> Bang. Bang. <laughs> well, there's, there's no time like the present to get another relic. I'm not sure there's any time like anything. I think that's the Doesn't, issue. There's no time course. anymore. I think if we move to where the arrow stopped, we can at least then see how tight, how relative time is at that point, I guess. If we all hold hands and step forward together... I don't think it's wise, because we can pull each other out, hypothetically. I actually think it's better if one of us goes first. But we're still holding hands, correct? I'm not holding your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take the lead, NFA? You see your arrow. Your idea. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stand behind you, ready to pull you back. I'm going to stow my bow for the first time possibly ever and actually take out my sword. Okay. Um, first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess I'll start leading the way. Okay, you're all going in, or are you just letting him walk away from We're the going in, in like a straight right, line. Yeah. He can go in first. Each can pull. You were going to follow next. I'll follow back, pull back if he then, really freezes up. Prons is going to look to Elise like, is she going to go next? Willingly? She kind of looks at it, she's looking at you the same way before finally kind of like, oh, fine, and then goes next. <laughs> and Prons tags along behind, holding on to the back of Elisa's rod. She looks at you first and just, like, again, just sort of, sort of rubs her temples <laughs> in a little bit of frustration, as if sort of wondering how you came by any kind of magical ability. Um, and uh, <laughs> I like images of on. Snow White and like Dopey standing behind, just like hanging onto <laughs> the tail. Pretty much, a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so over the course of, I, get, I take it you being kind of cautious. Cautious. So yeah, over the course of a couple of minutes, even though this is really a quite, kind of short distance, really, you make your way towards the arrow never quite reaching it because the closer you step the further it moves away from you okay heading um, towards the end of it so new plan uh <laughs> i'm going to so time appears to still be moving despite the fact that it seemed it just it seemed to be it seemed to be becoming increasingly slow the closer we get yes i think we've proven my uh, theory of relativity <laughs> so Should we pull back Or do you What's your plan I don't think there's any harm In continuing on I don't think they're actually frozen I think they're just frozen to us Okay I think We can actually use this To launch a surprise attack Hmm If we If we just simply I don't know Lay fire down on the area Then As soon as the time Kicks back in Well They'll be toast We need to be careful That we don't hit Elise's master Hmm um, but I think even the we, we know the people in the cultist robes aren't good, mm -hmm. and I'm certainly not adverse to killing the rest of them. Sure. So what say you and I stand where we are and and simply launch what we have? I'm not adverse to that at all, and just pepper arrows in basically. Have you picked up your javelin again? I assume I probably would. Yeah, once we yeah, I'm going to guess after that fight. You yeah, I kind of forgot about that javelin lightning. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to spend all of the arrows I have. Although I think I, I don't really want. Yeah, I don't want to throw the javelin. Assuming no, no. Well, don't, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, you for, guys seem to have reference. Kind of... I don't think we should use fire. I think I'll just lay down arrows at each of them. Suppress fire. Well, where the group of them is all kind of like they're a little spread in out. Different yeah. Areas. Are there any obvious ones on the outside edge as well? Obviously, we're trying to avoid hitting the um, the closest the one to you would be the one that was sort of flying backwards through the air, kind of action pose back. You know. Okay. <laughs> um, well, if you focus on the ones in the centre of the group near the master there, so that we're safe, I'll get the ones on the edges because, well, they're they're uh, I don't know, easy fodder, shall we say? Okay. At least before I do this, what do you think of this idea? When do you think these things are going to hit them? I don't know. When do you think this time is going to restart? I don't think it is going to restart, I think it's still moving. Then why are you firing arrows? Well because if it's all relative and we launch these things, then as we step forwards, then we will see them travel to their destinations, and should we judge the distance accordingly, then we will predict where our enemies will be as 
our attacks land. And we will simply walk forwards, time will move forwards with us, and our attacks will land as we step on. Yes. Time's been... And whenever we've been further away from the centre of this, time's been a lot... No, I get get that. I just think that... um, well, your your initial no your initial comment about when time starts up again that's what I didn't mean when time starts up again I meant as we get closer time will appear to start up again yes it just I think this is a good opportunity because the people in the center won't have even noticed us yet the speed the time difference the rel- the, the clear speed difference is significantly higher than it was when Prance warped in earlier yes we're probably not even visible to them right now exactly so quick. So I just think we can use this to our advantage. Well, if you want to go firing off arrows, that's up to you. I just... I want to know what your actual opinion of it is, because I'm... I don't know these cultists. Um, They're not good people. Okay. They stole from us. They've got a relic. They stole from Bronze. (laughs) And it looks like they're attacking your master, and I assume you like your master. I do. Right, so working on uh, anyone who's against a friend is an enemy? Hmm... I don't necessarily disagree with that statement, Mr. Enade, but I would not be so quick to kill when other options are available. If you'd met these cultists, you would be. They certainly don't. They're certainly not adverse to it. I am not averse to dispensing justice, but I don't leap to murder. Well, neither do we, but we've been in our fair share of battles, right, guys? You're not firing the arrows, so I don't mind. She doesn't really say anything in response to this, but you can tell she doesn't really approve. Never murder when justice is involved. That's quite an extreme point of view, Mr. Prontz. Hmm. And it's the truth. <laughs> they kept three people tied up as prisoners. I'm, so, I'm really not against just... Yes, they put a hole in a man's chest. Well, that's as may be, but... Very well. Do as you will, but I will not be party to it. I'm fine That's with that. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would only ask that if an opportunity presents itself, I would much prefer to see their leader captured and returned to Lorana for trial. Which one do you think the leader is? The one probably the casting, one casting spell? that spell there. Yes, okay, I won't fire at him then. Very well. Kneecap him. I, I can't guarantee that that will work. I'll aim at the mass of the body because if time isn't stopped, then. This has all gone very metaphysical. <laughs> well, it seems that we're good to go, gentlemen. Shall we begin? May as well. I'm going to uh, basically loose a couple of arrows at each of them. Okay. So. I'm not sure how you want to do this. Yeah. No, I don't think... I think you can take your timeline and your shots up, so I'm not really even going to make you roll for the attack. Okay, yeah. So I'm just going to We'll just say... It. Yeah, so you kind of take your time. Line up a couple of arrows on each one and yeah. just fire them. So the arrows streak away from you and quickly slow down to a stop in each of them and uh, are hanging in midair at various points in between you and the targets. Uh, now that you've done that, I'm going to kind of nod in the direction and launch firebolts, two firebolts at each of the men on the outside edges of the fight. Okay. How many of them are there total, sorry? There's three total. Three total. Plus the, um, her master. Plus the master, so... So there's two, there's three cultists. One yeah. one being knocked back. That you can see. One fighting the master directly in the middle. The other mm-hmm. two are relatively where? Um, there's one that's sort of... Almost, the one that's flying back is almost flying back in your direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one that's still fairly close to the middle, who is sort of in the process of falling to the ground like he's been hit by something. It'd be nice to use to hit. <laughs> right. Um, I'll aim at the one, those two then. Okay. And yeah, two firebolts apiece. Okay. So again, these firebolts streak away from you. Just just missing out of these. You know, you, t- you take them at a slightly different angle to avoid the first thing that happens, you incinerating the arrows. And uh, the firebolts also stop in midair. Okay. Okay, Bork, I think it makes sense for you to go first. Okay. Keep your shield up. Or <laughs> shields <I will>. up. <laughs> shields up. I will... Uh, Cautiously walk, start walking forward. I don't think ranged weapons are going to be any use here. No. You so said everything immediately after arguing that you needed to fire a bunch of arrows. That's, you know, but I mean, once we, get to, once we get to the center, <laughs> ranged weapons, yeah, if, if time's getting slower and slower and slower, by the time we reach them, the arrows will hit. But firing any more arrows at that point will be largely pointless because we'll be at close range. Yeah. That's okay. my logic. Okay. Well, everyone get behind me and I'll start walking. Right. Okay. In tight formation then. Why not? Okay. 
so <laughs> you sort of what make a, a bit you, now that you've got you've already fired your weapons you kind of make a bit of a beeline towards the middle sort of slowly kind of moving forward as you get closer and closer to the guy flying backwards you can see his arms go from a standstill to like they're kind of cartwheeling midair and uh, as he's sort of flying backwards towards you he's struck by any of these arrows and uh, prompts his firebolt and uh, drops to the ground heavily uh, as you sort of approach sort of drawing a level with him um, looking down at him you can sort of see the sort of look of confusion on his eyes um, as he's sort of wondering where where these uh, <laughs> where his death came from and you can also see he's actually he's quite a young quite a young man that you would put him not yet out of his teens um, still bearing the kind of uh, scarred face um, marking of the of the cult of the bleeding eye but so he's a young gentleman and uh, you watch as the, the light leaves his eyes and he, he dies from your attacks Elise kneels next to him she seems to be, she pays a bit more attention to him than you guys do but as, as you continue forward you very quickly come to the uh, the second of the three um, the three cultists um, as watching again as he is struck by your um, preemptive attacks on him uh, it's a little different to the first one though um, as you approach the he hits the ground but it's it it's cl- quite clear he's dead um, from the way he lands but uh, maybe not from your attacks and approaching his body on the ground you can see an odd distortion on his facial features uh, the the left hand side of his face um, appears normal again he's quite a young sort of um, you put him late teens uh, young man but the right side of his face uh, looks like it's been dead a long time kind of dead of dead of maybe old age and the, the sort of the skin has begun to rot away you can see bone underneath and it just it looks like it's it you know <laughs> a corpse that's been dug up essentially like it like it's the left the right hand side of his face has been is significantly older than the left this is the effect of the ripples then basically I can neither confirm nor deny the effect of the ripples. <laughs> you wanted your cool space-time stuff. <laughs> Certainly did. <laughs> you could guess that maybe these guys have been hit by some ripples. Okay. Um, and finally, the only ones ahead of you, that, although they are starting to move as you're getting closer, are the the guy holding who had cast a spell and Elise's uh, master, who is actually in the process of falling backwards. You also now can get a good look at the item in midair. It appears to be a green, sort of fist-sized crystal. So not quite the same sort of design as your gem of Malar. This is is not got any kind of gold frame around it or anything. This is like a solid lump of emerald. Okay. And it's. As you look closer, you can see it's got kind of like a shimmering sort of force field around it, and inside it's spinning at very high speed. Not in like, it's not like the time has stopped there and it's, um, you know, you're inferring that. You can see it's spinning at high speed. Whereas this is the epicenter, that should be stopped. Mm. And can I get a perception check from. If anybody wants to be looking at it, I think I'm going to get a perception oh, check. And if those the innately perceptive one 24 24 sort of as it spins around you can get a, a you get a good look at this um this gem and sparking away on one side of it is a familiar look of a witch bolt hit just pumping power into this gem okay i'm gonna let the others know that's what i yeah. saw basically any thoughts elise I haven't seen this relic before, no. My master is very secretive when it comes to his work, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm his apprentice, and he won't even tell me most of what he does. Um, In the Arcanium, though, he is known to be the keeper of some of the most dangerous magical artifacts and powers that we know of. This might be something to do with him. Okay. Well, our only real goal is to capture the cultist at this point. Pretty much, that's that's and uh, try not to get aged into nothingness. 
Not sure how we can dodge that one, but I guess we'll see how it goes. How far away from the cultist are we right now? About, for about 40 feet. 40 feet. Okay. Um, before I take the action, then I'll. I'll... His motion is kind of like this. He's kind of he's got his hand up, and this is how slow it is. He's sort of. Okay. Well, I've. He's I've... still recalling from releasing a spell, basically, and like to what would be like normally just like. He's. This is how he's like. Okay. Like, like his fingers are. Again. People listening, I did a very quick <laughs> pull back as if like as if I just fired a gun, and then the how he's actually going as if I was like inching my fingers open like millimetres per second. Okay. Uh, watching this then, uh, Tough to say to the rest describe of the group, <laughs> um, if I were to cast Grease and knock this man on his uh, bottom, as it were, then perhaps we could all run in, grab a limb, and uh, well, the fight would be over. Um, if you cast Grease, there's a chance it will fall over as well. Then. Well, of course, but... Let's not do anything that risks us getting... What do you suggest we do? I'm just imagining just some three stooges stuff if you're like, get him! And you're all jumping in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and based on previous adventures, that it seems fairly likely. Happen. We'd all get stuck in a grease ripple. <laughs> Have I got enough Die. time to just shoot, like, literally, well, not effectively try and kneecap him, basically? I mean, yeah, I mean, you step back a few steps, you can stand there and fire off your whole quiver before you even realise that you I'm trying not to kill him, though. I just want to maim him. <laughs> I mean... Oh. Well, okay. Grease, perhaps, was a hasty idea. I could try putting him to sleep. Seems like a reasonable choice. Will that will that magic work in this kind of... I think it's going to follow... Magic's clearly working the same speed as everything else, apart from that one gem. But then that's... I mean, this is down to, like, AJ's interpretation here. Like, yeah. if we've got somebody, like, you've got... Just have to do over here, it's one speed. Over here, it's another speed. The guy over here casts something, it's so in real time, the spell is activated. Is it then... Say it's the 30-second difference. Is it 30 seconds from activation over here before effect is felt over here? Or is it... No, it's instantaneous. It just it takes the... Yeah, it's the startup speed. So, like, say you got the two points, and you're like, right, okay, sending the signal. But like, it's not like it's sending. It's not like you're sending with sleep or something. It's not like you're sending the spell along a wire from point A to point B. When you start it, it starts at point B. Right. However, because time is running so much slower at point B, you could be stood in point A for five minutes waiting for it just to start yeah, going, so kind of thing. I think I think we've probably got enough. Of things, really, oh man, this makes things very complicated because it then it the does. Question, <laughs> then the question becomes: Okay, person outside of the field is casting the spell, and the spell lasts a minute. Mm -hmm. Within the field, time is stretched out five times. So the person casting it outside does the spell last five times less, or does the person outside have to cast the spell for five times longer to maintain the effect? It would last for if you if it's one you have to concentrate on. Here's what I'm this is like. Hey, here's a thought experiment. Yeah, Science yeah, hour. This is like, like, we're if you're to D and D theory yeah. right here. Like. If time is running five times slower at point B than point A, at point A casts it at point B and it lasts for a minute. It lasts for a minute at point B. Mm -hmm. At point A, you can watch it last for five minutes at point B. Huh. Yeah. Except everything in point B is also lasting five times as yeah, long. Yeah. So, but only from your point of view at point B, at point A. So then at point B, forwards, the time at point B, it's still a minute. The, tr the trouble is, sleep works on hit points. This isn't it obviously does, in character, and I, we can't see any visible damage on him. So we, I don't think sleep's going to work from a non. Because mm -hmm. we've, we've well, not had the best. Say that in character. You've seen you've seen Prons fail that spell a couple of times based on trying it on people at full health. Yeah, I'm not convinced that sleep will work. He doesn't appear to have been damaged, he appears to be the one doing the damaging. Mm, he does look quite healthy, I suppose. And unless he's been struck by whatever's hit the other... You can't see from this angle at all. You just see the back of his head. Yeah. Well, I'm grasping at straws here, gentlemen. It might be the best idea is actually just to rush him. I, I mean, you know, you guys know me, i got nothing other than the sword and shield that I carry. Physically, you can take this guy, so... I can charge him. Does, I, it, and it's so for the best. Are we going to make a charge for Let's this? Let's do it, because we've got nothing else to go on. Well, you say you've got nothing but your equipment, but you've got me, Bork. And with that, I would like to, again, cast Enlarge 
<laughs> All right, <laughs> mark off that other spell slot. Um, have you got enough for the second level yeah, spell? I've got isn't it? one yeah. level second, uh, one second level spell left. Okay, so Bork, again, you grow up to. Uh, you are now six foot two. Make my creatures grow. <laughs> it's the big Bork. After five hundred years, I'm free. Now. <laughs> Is that the right number? Yeah. Rangers. It was something, something like that. Like it might be five thousand. Ah, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, Rangers. Bork gets big again. <laughs> I might have to do a knockoff kind of orchestral. Yeah. We got Big Bork. Yeah. Big Bork is Burke. Later on, I'll find a spell that allows us to combine into one bigger person. Honestly, can't imagine anything worse. So in and out of character. So you're now all roughly the same height. You. <laughs> hey, baby. Big Bork is Stallone. <laughs> Big Bork becomes Stallone. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Uh, it's uh, not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard uh, you uh, can uh, get hit. hit. I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go inspirational Bork is inspirational. Time to run at this guy. You know? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. How you go? I don't need a roll. So, I'm like, keep we got it all out. So, I feel like we win just on the strength of that. Of that yeah, yeah, so, so, what are you doing? <laughs> charge! Uh, I'm going to charge him. Okay. Uh, uh, what? With your sword? Or just with my sword? Okay. Uh, should I charge it? Uh, yeah, screw it. I'm running with, uh, charging with my sword. Okay. It's my aim protection. I'm running alongside. Promise okay. is coming with, with trying to keep pace. I want to keep it relative, like. Yeah. Yes, two people need to know what's going on. All right. Um, so, <laughs> the two of you, are all of you running? Are you, are you running as well? Are you just going to stand I up? think me and... I, I, what's Elise doing? She she doesn't seem uh, to want to run to the guy attacking. She's more now, at this point, concerned about her master, who's... Now you're getting closer. Like, because things are... You can see them in, sort of moving. Mm. He is about... He's falling. He's going to hit the ground. Okay. She seems more focused on him. Okay. Um, I think I'll stay closer to Elise. Okay. But obviously we're still moving in the same direction. Okay, so you're all basically running in. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Slightly staggered. Yeah. Okay, so you all set off at a charging pace. <laughs> um, the closer you get, the faster things start to move. Bork, you, you kind of bring your sword back to go for an attack. And as you do, you see that this guy, where he's recoiling from his spell, mm. slowly speeding up, you can see he seems to have actually already been split in half. Vertically down him, from the middle outwards, seems to be spreading apart and just turning to sand and dust. Oh, he did. And the closer you get, you can actually see, at least you, you would, um, up to this point, has been kind of using uh, Detect Magic to check out the fields and that you're now getting close to the gem even you bought can see these sort of it almost looks like kind of you know when like uh beams of light come down through the clouds mm, like see, yeah you see some of yeah those coming off of the gem randomly and you can you're coming in at this angle and you see one has just cutting off as it's gone vertically down the middle of this guy as it's kind of pumped compressed time in a vertical stripe down this guy and he's falling in two halves and as you as you reach him he, you hit the same time frame as him and he just falls in two halves in front of you and just crumbles to dust and they you and Elise get to her master and he's just sort of on the ground he's sort of very dazed and not looking in a good way but he's alive okay um I'm basically okay I realise this isn't the best time but we really need to stop that thing Oh, oh, oh. Shut up, we need to stop the thing. <laughs> she turns around and goes, fuck off, Anna, they. Uh, <laughs> we do need to stop the thing. This isn't the time for you who. Can't, you can't talk to him like that. This isn't the time for who. We need to stop it. <laughs> he, uh, he looks around at uh, everything that's going on. Um, his eyes uh, linger on Prontz for a moment and uh, a small smile plays on his lips uh, before he focuses on the gem. A, uh, a measure of resolve uh, comes back to his uh, his features. 
and he, he pulls Elise in closer, whispering in her ear. She, she nods and says, uh, Okay, I, I know what to do. She stands up and uh, steps towards the gem. She begins moving her hands uh, through a series of magical motions and you can hear her sort of muttering uh, words of power under her breath. Uh, after a couple of seconds, uh, she releases the incantation that she's making and before your very eyes, the witch bolt on the gem dissipates. The gem is still rotating in midair, but suddenly you can see these god rays aren't god rays, but you know what I mean. They're not flying off of it anymore. God rays is a badass term. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> the, these, these beams of force aren't flying off of it anymore um, there's a sound like lightning and like lightning crashing all around you as the um, the gem's force field also comes down and it drops to the ground still glowing but no longer kept in place all of the sunlight around you dissipates and you're standing in this town square, it's dark above you there's a pause of about 20-30 seconds and snow is falling well we've been in here a while what happened? she says oh I think the, the field is down now the gem's gone inert well at least not active um, looking around she sees there's a sort of carrying case on the ground she quickly puts the gem inside I'm going to help her master up uh, he doesn't seem to be in a good way he's, he's alive but he's I will. No, he I will very carefully help him up. Okay, he's he's he can't stand. He can't. It's fine. I'll let him lean on me. Okay, lean on me. <laughs> Time went all weird. Um, <laughs> that guy's got no face. Big book. Just to be clear, he's not in a leaning on people way. He's in a oh, he just dying on the floor way. <laughs> okay, don't lean on me. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fuck it. No. So um, he's 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 lying down. Um, okay, I go to help him up. That doesn't work. He he can't get up. He, okay. he's, he's down. She rushes back to his side and says, uh, "I think it's done. We've. Uh, I don't know how long you were in here, Master, but we've uh, we've um, we've stopped it." He uh, he's looking around. He says, uh, "Oh, good. I it had to be here. I, I everywhere else would have killed more people. I, I saw it had to be here." They would have caught up with me somewhere, and it couldn't be in a city. She's sort of looking kind of confused. He's, he's not really talking a lot of sense, sort of thing. And again, he's, he's looking around and looks at Prontz and sort of smiles. and uh, He sort of chuckles a bit and then coughs and uh, falls unconscious. Prontz has been busy looking at the two halves of the body and studying the edge where the time mm. wave hit. To look at like and much like he did with the, the this was some time ago listeners but when he found that body with the hole in the chest <laughs> he's, he's checking the edge of it in very yeah. much the same way like feeling the texture of it and it's it it feels like it's like it's rotted away at that point like as if it's sort of like you're touching the edge of like a, a skeleton that's been you know it's been underground for a thousand years or something okay so bringing his fingers up to his face and having a little sniff and then kind of getting up and joining the group wanders over and barely paying attention to this dying guy on the floor says to everybody it feels a little bit like my pockets <laughs> and then sees the guy on the ground dying and says oh oh they, well this this is taking a good turn who Elise Elise is he okay he's I don't know he's, he's not well we need to we need to get him to a healer or or he might, uh, he might not make it. I, I, I don't, I don't even know what's, what to do. She, she's looking around as well, and she can see, starting to notice the snow falling. She sort of frowns. We must have. It was the start of summer when we came in here. We can't. How long have we been? Hmm. Well, at least six months. It might have been a year in six months. It yeah. might have been longer. So that's fun. Oh dear. <laughs> We'd better get inside and warm ourselves up at the very least. I mean, it's, get, yeah, it's getting any, kind of chilly. Is, is there anything anybody can do for this man? If we have, at least, do you know any healing cantrips or? No, that wasn't wasn't my speciality. Oh no, I it's not mine either. The guy, what, can the guy, we check this guy and see like quickly what is what the state of his wounds are like? What what exactly is wrong with him? 
He doesn't appear to, at least to a kind of initial cursory inspection, appear to have been sort of physically wounded. I mean, the, the, you, you don't see any kind of obvious sort of external wounds. Um, make a medicine check for me, actually. Anyone who wants to be looking over him. Uh, 18. 18. Okay, it's pretty good. It looks almost as if he's dying prematurely of some kind of, like, fatigue, like, old age. You just, you can't see any physical wounds on him, but he sort of seems to almost, not be withering away, but, like, almost like he's, like, (laughs) you're getting a sense of, like, dying on his deathbed, just kind of generally, like, I am dying, it's my time, (laughs) almost kind of thing. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, you you can't physically see any wounds on him at all. I can't even see any wounds. He seems to just be dying of old age before us. The, the ravages of time. His hair, yeah, in fact, actually, as you watch, his hair starts growing. It was it was black before now, and he had a small moustache. And as you watch, it all goes grey in front of you. His eyes flutter open one last time as he looks around at all of you crowded above him. Looks to Elise, gives her a sort of reassuring smile before settling on you Prontz and smile widens once again and he says after all these years I hoped we would meet again I've missed you master he lets out one final breath his eyes roll back and his body goes limp. I've never heard anyone say that before. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this whole storyline. Uh, rest assured that the tales of Prontz, Emma and Bork are going to continue a little later on in the year. Uh, our next episode, episode 42, the start of our first Call of Cthulhu storyline, will be available as usual in two weeks' time, on Thursday the 17th of January. In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. Uh, you can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. If you're an iTunes user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>